your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Welcome to Friday, Free for All Friday, Sports Friday, a complaint about something Friday, 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. A uh, couple of interesting things in the news, and they're kind of all over the place. If you check out wisdomnews.com, they've identified the murder, murdering, murderer suspect from that shooting. Back in early November this month, early this month, uh, Shavante Thompson, he allegedly killed 18-year-old Javier Hall back on November 2nd. Police are still looking for him. Not sure if he's in the area. Odds are he's probably not, right? Like if you kill somebody, probably leaving the area, right? If you didn't kill that person, then you would... Turn yourself in to police, maybe, right? Um, so, yeah, police are looking for that guy. I think he's 27 years old. Just a picture of him on our website. Arrest warrant calls for Thompson to be jailed at a million-dollar bond. I believe there's a surveillance video that connects him with the murder. Surveillance video we haven't seen. You question why police haven't released uh, the video of that shooting back on November 2nd. Uh, they seem to release other videos when they're looking for somebody. I mean, if this happened November 2nd, they probably got that video November 3rd. You know, November 2nd was a Saturday, so at the latest, maybe they got it Monday? Because they're not open for business? Doubtful, but police never released that video. Kind of, you want to give police the benefit of the doubt, but we had no idea who was involved in that shooting. Um, maybe the video doesn't show anyone's face. So it's likely that it doesn't show enough for, for the public to help out. Like, there's this guy. I don't know. Sometimes you can see, you can tell who a person is by how they're walking. I, You know, if you know a person pretty well, I can... I could see people <laughs> a lot of different places. Sometimes I'm impressed about how well I can, oh, yeah, that's, you know, so-and-so. And then, oh, I was right. I could tell just by how they were walking. Um, so maybe their mannerisms, stuff like that in a video. They never, never, But police never haven't released that video. I mean, it is a murder. Maybe that's why. Uh, police were pretty quick to release the video of the uh, worker at Rudy's getting punched. Uh, so they could find that person. And police were really quick to release the video of the YMCA being destroyed. The lacrosse YMCA. Uh, but not this video. So kind of questionable. Why? 608-785-7914. If you, if you think you know why. Uh, flipping. Smooth transition here. But uh, the city of lacrosse also... Planning to build more tennis courts um, in a couple of different areas, but the Green Island Ice Arena area, not the ice. It would be fun to play tennis on the ice rink, right? But that the Green Island, whatever you want to call that building, they call it the Ice Arena, but there's tennis courts in there. You're going to have to change the name. Uh, 
they're going to put 13 outdoor courts in there. It's, I think at some point there's going to be a bubble dome in there or something. Uh, that's that's down the road, but at this point they're they're they've upped the the tennis courts to uh, 13 outdoor courts. That's a lot of space. Um, I'm a big proponent of building some sand volleyball courts, and including indoor sand volleyball courts. Play a lot of volleyball. You know a lot of people that play volleyball. Uh, if you if you ever just end up at driving by any bars in the summer, a lot of bars have couple of volleyball, sand volleyball courts outside. There's always people on them every night of the week. Uh, La Crescent's got one. Hoka's got two courts every night of the uh No, two nights of the week. Three nights of the week, Hoka. Uh, La Crescent's got one. La Crescent just, the city of La Crescent just built some volleyball courts, but they didn't do them right. Uh, the city of La Crosse and zero volleyball courts. The town, uh, Wabasha, Minnesota, tiny little town. The National Eagle Center there. They've got 14 volleyball courts. In Plainview, Minnesota, another pretty tiny town out in the middle of nowhere, they have, I think, 18 volleyball courts, sand volleyball courts outside. Lacrosse, City of Lacrosse, zero. Uh, but we're going to build tennis courts where people can play f- at least four people at a t- or at most four four people at one time can play tennis. Uh both sports are like lifetime sports. I get it, sand volleyball probably a little different, but easier to fall in the sand than it is in indoors uh yeah so i thought that that that's interesting tennis courts take up a lot of room uh 13 of them we're gonna build in the city uh why not put some uh tennis courts inside the lacrosse center when we're not using that building why don't we have the tennis courts in there we already got the building 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, a couple other headlines that I, I would like to get to you. They found a, a guy in, the, in a bunker on the Milwaukee River. Now, this isn't the first time they found some guy living in a bunker, but this, is, this one was kind of in the right in the middle of, the, of it all. So kind of surprised nobody found this guy or found this bunker. A little different than the guy they found in Wausau that was in a bunker, but we can get to that. Uh, Governor Evers had a, a veto today that seems pretty obvious. Um, and we can talk about that whistleblower. Not that whistleblower. Not Trump's quote-unquote fake whistleblower. Uh, but the Wisconsin National Guard whistleblower who nobody's calling fake. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text on. We'll be back. We're going to go with the news. Uh, we'll be back after this. I'm with All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A little bit of a free-for-all Friday. Mix some sports into that. Badgers played yesterday. Kobe King from Lacrosse, 12 points. Bucks won again last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo, triple-double. Uh, we're talking about Lacrosse building more tennis courts when I think we should build some sand volleyball courts. Uh, Eric from Sparta, I believe, is on hold. Eric, you're on. Go ahead. A couple of things. First of all, what is a triple double? Tell me what that is. Like over, like, like double digits. Like ten points, ten rebounds, ten assists. Okay, okay. Got it. Um, the reason I'm calling is I wonder if your uh, buddy Keith Knudsen is going to come in and defend all the Democrats after the IG's report, Barr's report, and his uh, this other guy from Connecticut. They come on and they, all these people get thrown in jail. I wonder if he's going to come on and defend them because he certainly defends any Democrat that ever comes on there or talks about. 
Well, the report's not out until December 9th, so. Well, okay, that's fine. Maybe they, I hope I hope they have uh, an impeachment hearing of. Uh, I'm sure they're going to try to. Oh, it's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be impeached for sure. But he goes to the Senate. There's a trial. Then they could, then they get to drag in all these jerks who uh, accused them and buffaloed him. And uh, it's, it's been going on ever since he got elected. And it's about time this justice be uh, handed out to these people. Thank you very much. All right. Bunch of jerks. 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talk, talk and Text Line. Thanks for the call, Eric. Uh, yeah, Keith Knutson was in yesterday. If you want to listen to that, it's on wisdomnews.com. Just go to podcasts. He's a political science professor at Viterbo. Kind of helps explain the, the process that we're going through now that we assume testimony is done. The public testimony that's been going on for the last two weeks is done. And now he kind of explains the process that will go on from there, which I couldn't tell you off the top of my head again because I wasn't listening. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just something that, you know, just all the technicalities a political science professor is going to better articulate than I would be able to. A libertarian guy, I think maybe, did you pull over to talk on the phone or what? No, I actually got out of work early, so I was able oh, nice. to talk without uh, worry about, you know, driving issues or anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. So, what do you want to talk about? But, but kind, kind of you to remember that. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to comment. I listened to the show in its entirety yesterday, and I, I do appreciate the fact that you bring Keith Knutson on so that we can get a different perspective. However, as you might imagine, I have some disagreement. And that is, I find that, um, well, like the, the, the media, as well as Keith Knutson, they tend to just report one side. And what I want to focus on is Sondland. I, I watched the testimony and Sondland did say in his opening statements that there was quid pro quo. But, and that's what Keith Knutson reported. But later on, under cross-examination by one of the Republicans, he said there wasn't any quid pro quo. And so my, my problem with Keith Knutson is if he was really being genuine, he would say something like, yeah, that's Sondland. He presented contradictory testimony. But he didn't do that. He didn't say that. What he did is he just said that Sondland said that there was quid pro quo, and he neglected to mention the fact that, um, that Sondland contradicted himself later on and said that there wasn't, and that he just presumed that there was. Okay. Yeah, That's and I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if Keith watched the entire <clears throat> Sondland testimony. I, I couldn't tell you, okay. I, I, you know, like he's, he's got class, he's working on pre-exit papers and sure. everything else. So, you know, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. So I understand, I know, and I know you texted this yesterday and I, I, I just didn't, yep. we didn't have time. The phone's never yep. stopped I ringing. Understand. So, um, the, yeah. The phone like, is the priority. I get it. And, you know, by the time Keith comes back in here in two weeks, <laughs> cause he's not going to come in on Thanksgiving, which would be nice of him, but I'm not going to make him do it. Sure. Uh, this well, might be old well, news by then, but yeah, I, I understand. Sure. I, I, you know, and I didn't it, hear, I don't hear that test. I didn't hear the testimony and the, yep. you know, like listening to that, um, what I did that day or was it, uh, two days ago, I, I yep. listened to a lot of yep. the democratic presidential debate is what I did. So I couldn't, I can't sure. even Makes comment sense. on that either, but, 
Um, did, does, so, does it sound weird that he that he said it at the beginning? He said it one way. Is, why is he contradicting himself? Is he is it because isn't? I feel like no, it was the other guy. I feel like one of those guys said something early on in the uh, non-public test uh, hearings, and then had to go back and change all his testimony once it was became public and once he heard a bunch of other people. Yeah, that might have been Sondland, well, I think, it, but. Yeah, well, and, and none of us can speak to that because the because it was not a uh, a public hearing. We we didn't get to hear that part. Right, so, but we got to read it because all the transcripts have been released. If you really wanted mm-hmm. to dive into this, yeah. Um, if I could just make one other slight different point based upon what you said is, yeah, if Keith Knudsen didn't hear the entire testimony, then but but then says only the one side then what that tells me is that he's listening to the leftist media. He's not, because that's what the leftist media reported, that Sondland said there was quid pro quo. And the leftist media never mentioned the fact that Sondland completely contradicted that. So, okay, what did, did so you, and guess, you said you listened to it. I question whether or not Keith Knudsen was fully informed regarding that one issue. Sure, and you said you listened to it. So was it weird when he was, because you're like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. He said there's a quid pro quo. I'm so sick of that phrase, too, <laughs> by the yeah, way. But we've never we've never used that phrase in the, in the history of our lives, and then all of a sudden it's the most popular saying in, in the world. But uh, you um, heard him it say was, it. It was used a lot in Silence of the Lambs. That's where I first heard it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, and I probably only That's watched movie that, that movie one time, and that was enough for me. Uh, but you heard yeah. him say it at the beginning. Were you aghast when when he when he reversed himself later in the testimony? I don't know how much later it was. I'm sure he was up there for hours. Yeah, and I, and I don't know the exact time frame of that. But was I aghast? No, I, I think this thing is a sham to begin with, and. You know, I, I'm not even going to get at all that stuff, but but because of the way they're calling the different witnesses and shift, not letting people speak when they want to, and all that kind of stuff. But but it, it, it's the kind of stuff that happens in an in an actual courtroom where one attorney questions a witness, and then the next the opposing counsel ends up questioning the witness, and and you get you get different answers and. You know, that's the skill of a good attorney, and that was the skill in this case of the Republican that cross-examined him. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, All right. thanks. Thanks. Uh, I think Main Street sure. guy. Thanks for the call, Libertarian guy. Now I think Main Street guy is, is calling. So I'll just put you on. Go ahead, man. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't know if this was going to be a goofy sports Friday <laughs> or not. So I'm trying. Um, I really I, like impeachment <laughs> inquiry one day in a week is enough for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> But if you guys okay, want to voice so, your opinions, that's fine. I, go ahead. We'll talk about that on Monday. That's fine. Um, so I, I called in because Libertarian guy called in, and he mentioned something that's really been bugging me. And it really shouldn't, because I should be used to it by now. Um, he mentioned the Sandlin thing. With the, he said there was a quid pro quo, and later on there was, let's call it, exculpatory exculpatory testimony where he contradicted himself. So for me, and, and I think Dr. Knudsen is very well aware of this, and there were four other occasions where stuff like that happened, not that exact same instance, but something very dramatic in the news or something we discussed that night. But there was also another side to it that really illuminated the situation. And he always ignored that other side. Now, for me, if Keith was a pundit, 
I mean, I wouldn't have any problem with that. I'd say, well, that's his job. You know, he's a pundit, and he's trying to get people to think a certain way. But I guess I still hold on to the notion that an academic should be a truth seeker. And so when things like that happen, you need to illuminate it. You need to mention it. You need to put that out there, even though it seems to contradict your own feelings or your own passions about what's happening. So in that respect, I have trouble with Keith. But he does have fantastic hair. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, the libertarian guy, he does he does have he was and before the show he was getting it ready, you know, like waving it and and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I will say great. again, you know, like I I I don't know how much how much uh, reading and listening and you know on top of everything else that he's doing, I don't know how much of that stuff he's taking in. I couldn't tell you like we could quiz him on it but you know like he's not he's not he's coming in here I'm not giving him anything for it he's just coming in here on his own free will so it's yeah I, but this I, is kind of his business you know what I'm saying well I, I think he's political what's been going on for the last two years and in the events of uh, sure the events of this inquiry I would so say what I'm saying is all I'm saying is there are people that are academics or professors or researchers or whatever, and we afford people like that an extreme amount of prestige because of the fact that they are, they're supposed to be truth seekers. That's the ideal. Well, here's what I'll say, so though, we, is I'll say we, when, we see when it comes to— someone who might be you know, advancing their own passions and neglecting the truth side of it, that tends to rub people the wrong way. That's all I'm saying. You okay? But here, here, if you want to talk about the Mueller report, I think Keith is an expert there because he has gone and had the time now to read it all. When you want to talk about like uh, what eight hours of testimony the day before he comes on air, I, I don't think Keith's uh, going to be. I don't think Keith's going to have all that. The first week, I will tell you, he came in with three pages of notes. So last week, he was ready. This week, I think he was a little bit busier and and, and probably had a harder time. You know, with with but what I, you guys are talking about. I listened to the show, but I listened to the show when he was doing talking about the Mueller interview, and the same kind of stuff was happening. And people that he talks very highly of, like Brennan and you know all these guys, have been were telling us for years, we've got the bombshell, we've got the you know he he's going down, you know, and, and it all filtered out into nothing, into some kind of bumbling sideshow and. I never heard that acknowledged by Keith, you know. Because he doesn't believe it's a sideshow. He he can point to all kinds of things in the Mueller report that, you know, whatever you want to call it, and indict the president for obstruction. I, I think that Keith believes in reading the Mueller report and studying it that the Mueller report it was enough. So and now we're going beyond that. So anyway, I'm I'm trying to talk for Keith and and you know, like I, I, you're incapable not, of doing that, sir. Well, Let's I, not even try doing that. Well, I don't want to talk for Keith, is what I'm. I'm not incapable. I'm just, you know what? Like I can let Keith talk for Keith when he's in here. He'll, he'll no, be back. I, I understand. I understand. I'm just saying, for a lot of people out here, it's not. And some people may interpret that as, you know, people viewing Keith as some kind of enemy or something, and that's not the case. I think for a lot of people, and it, you know, sometimes it has nothing even to do with Trump. It's the fact we want to see people being true to what their vocation is. Sure. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to hit the news. Uh, and Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Shut up, Outcast.
608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. If you guys want to text in. Uh, I thought this was interesting yesterday. If you like the Milwaukee Bucks. But Giannis Antetokounmpo had a second triple-double of the season, which means he had over 10 points, over over 10 categories, over double digits in three categories, essentially. Eric from Sparta didn't really know what that meant. But uh, he did it this week. I, earlier this week, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, when he was a rookie, had a triple-double of 24 points, 28 rebounds, and 15 blocks, which is just ridiculous. 15 blocks, 28 rebounds in a game. Giannis last night, 24 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists, which is great for Giannis, but not anything close to what 21-year-old Shaquille O'Neal did years ago. Uh, 1993, Shaq did that. A little video of that game on our website, wisdomnews.com. All right, we'll go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? You're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Hey, Rick. Yeah, uh, Bob? Yeah, yeah, are you there? Yep, hey, Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, um, you had a couple callers um, talking about Dr. Knudsen. Um, Please don't cut me off here. Um, I'd just like to have you guys listen to what I say, anybody that's listening to the show. Um, Rick's a Democrat. He has a Dr. Knudsen on. He is using his show... Puts Dr. Knudsen on there to want uh, he's to lie. Rick's Rick's part of this. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't want the truth. He wants to put Dr. Knudsen on there to lie and lie and lie. All right, thanks, Bob. Don't cut him off when he calls me a liar. I call you a liar, Bob, but you're lying. <laughs> 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Uh, yeah, uh, Thursdays, I try to bring Keith Knutson on on Thursdays, political scientist, doctor, professor of Viterbo. Enjoy having him on. I think we, I think our chemistry is getting better, and I think he brings uh, a lot more to the table when we're going to talk about uh, stuff that's, that's going on in the government, uh, especially when it comes to an impeachment inquiry, which I don't think a whole lot of us know a, a ton about how it works, what goes on, uh, you know, what happens next. Keith explained that to us yesterday. It was pretty interesting. And uh, I thought some of the, the, one of the main things I thought was interesting is, is now that the, the inquiry is over, they're going to vote on articles of impeachment at some point. And I'm not going to get this completely correct, but Keith said that they'll have a hearing on the House floor. And I just kind of wonder what kind of a bleep show that's going to be uh, with 435 Congress members and people probably wanting to get their say in there. Uh, so that step's going to come up at, at some point, a hearing in the House of Congress about, I guess, voting on whether to impeach the president. Kind of a kind of crazy times we're in right now, obviously. Uh, I think Darren's on. Darren, go ahead. You're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Yeah, I'd like to um, just... Uh say to the uh, the previous caller and anyone that seems to, you know, have an issue with the political scientist that's uh, on your show occasionally, that uh, brings uh, another perspective to what's happening. Um, it's uh, 
one of those things when people hear things that they don't want to hear, um, them selectively, you know, uh, picking out those things that they agree with and they don't agree with. But it really is an important uh, part of uh, media to uh, present various um, positions. You don't want to always have someone just telling you what you want to hear. You want people to expose you to um, other ideas. And you can make up your own mind, but at least uh, I, I do want to say I, I congratulate you by doing something that, uh, you know, the, this radio station tends to lean a little bit more to the, the right. And you do bring some balance when you do that, and I always appreciate that. So Yeah, Darren, you know. I'm calling Rush and Hannity every day. I'm on hold for four hours a day just trying to get on there and call them liars, but they never put me on. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Jerks. All right, thanks for the call, man. Yep. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We've got another call waiting. Caller, you're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Who's this? Oh, it's Tim. Hey, Tim, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, um, I didn't get to listen to much of the show yesterday, but I did hear um, Dr. Knutson's opening statement when he said the uh, he didn't watch any of the debates, and he generally doesn't. He just reads about them the, the day after. And how is he supposed to make an informed decision on these candidates if he's not going to do the research and listen to what they have to say on their own instead of taking somebody else's interpretation of what they're saying um, for their for their stance yeah he he uh he reads he reads about it so there's that he also yeah, can watch that's video somebody else's interpretation he, do, of, he of doesn't what have a thing and what they want to do he, yeah he doesn't have a tv at home so he's not watching the debates live so he's not sitting at home all day watching the debates uh <laughs> So that's where we're at there. Like, in if you if you're telling everybody that they got to listen to eight hours of impeachment inquiry every day to come on and and talk about this, then you're you're killing yourself. Like, it's not how it works. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be great if uh, if somebody could devote their entire day that day listening to the impeachment inquiry and then come on here at night and then tell us every every side. Make sure that. Their interpretation also includes your interpretation so that you don't get mad about it. Then, you know, like that person's full-time job better be just doing that. Keith is in class all day. So what do you expect? Uh, I think Heidi is on. Heidi, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. Um, the impeachment... Uh, in whatever's on TV on, on any station is exhausting to me because there's so much evidence against the fact that there's nothing to pursue. There's also enough evidence against Donald Trump's inquisition about uh, Joe Biden and his son. Joe Biden is not only on video and recording saying, hey, son of a bitch, whatever, that was believed. But the quid pro quo there is huge, and it gets no coverage ever. Um, the Democrats are going to struggle with that in the debates because that can be brought up. Um, and I think this whole thing is a sham. 
Schiff is a sham. He's been proven a sham. And there's evidence of that on video and recording also. But the media does not cover any of it. Only Fox does. And okay, why is, why is Schiff video. a sham? So why is no, Schiff no, a sham? No, no, it is. It's the demon video. Okay, why? Is, and, why what does the video say? That you pre- presume to ignore. What does Adam Schiff do that is a sham? He's been involved with the whistleblower. He knows who it is. There's occlusion, you know, involved with him and this whole scheme. What's the scheme? Um, the scheme is that the Democrats hate Trump so much, like a virile pack of rabid dogs, they'll do anything, and they'll keep changing the narrative, which they have done over the past few years, which can be traced and documented. They change it, change it, change it. Okay, what Every was, time they lose. What's the Every narrative? Every time they lose an argument. What, what argument have they lost? They have lost the argument there's any evidence involving the so-called Russian collusion, so-called the dossier, so-called everything. So the the our entire and national nothing because the taxpayers are paying for this. Millions of dollars have been spent, years um, have been spent, and they're wasting their time for their vitriol, hatred, their viral, rabid dog pack mentality to get rid of the guy who doesn't. Who doesn't play by the rules? Okay, he doesn't play by the rules. There you go. That's exactly why they're getting rid of him. Uh, he broke the rules, holding congressional funds, essentially, to to go after a political rival. That was the rule he broke. That's what we're doing. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> if if you want to say the Mueller report cost cost the uh, taxpayers money, it didn't actually made money um i think uh at least three people are in jail affiliated with donald trump they're in jail they've pleaded guilty or a jury has convicted them guilty and i think six people and then a whole bunch of russians have been indicted 608-785-7914 we're going to take a quick break quick break we'll be back right here on with it All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 if you want to text in here. Kevin, text in. I should have other political scientists come on. I know Joe Heim comes on with Mike Hayes probably once a week as well, uh, a little quicker. But Joe Heim's a, I think he's retired now, but he's a former UW lacrosse political scientist. I could ask Joe to come on. You want to listen to Joe talk for an hour? Uh, I've never talked to Joe Heim. Heard him on the air, but I, I've never talked to him. I have a relationship with Keith. Keith's... Happy enough to come on with me and uh, don't give him anything for it. Probably should like bring him a milkshake or something. Uh, A story on The Wire today. I just thought it was interesting. Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin vetoes um, allowing sex offenders to live near schools. (laughs) So Evers vetoed a bill that would allow would have allowed sex offenders to live within 1500 feet of schools or other places where children would be present. Governor Scott Walker vetoed this in 2018 as well. Apparently, we're really trying to thunder through a bill that allows sex offenders to live within 1,500 feet of schools or parks. Or uh, The intention was to give counties more flexibility in where to put sexually violent people who are on supervised release. Evers said today 
he objects to weakening protections to, in the law to keeping sexually violent offenders away from schools, daycare centers, and other similar facilities. Maybe not parks, but uh, supporters have argued that uh, supporters in urban areas have argued they need more flexibility to find housing for the offenders in areas within 1,500 feet. Of, that, that's too limiting for them. Seems seems like an easy veto for me. Uh, so Evers, Scott Walker, both vetoed it. Why are we trying to f- thunder this through? I don't understand. Sexually violent offenders are also, they're a small subset of the larger population of registered sex offenders. So they're not just registered sex offenders, they're sexually violent offenders. And we're trying to get a bill through to let them live within 1,500 feet of schools and other places like that. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to try to get the uh, city government to put in some sand volleyball courts in town. It's going to be my mission. All right, we'll do this again in a couple of days. I think on Monday I'm going to have the Mayo dietitian on to talk about Thanksgiving dinner. All right, we'll be back next week. See you guys.